Sundays. Welcome to another episode of Joining the Darts. This week with me, Sophia Marawi, and I meet with Lindsay and Penny, two female directors at Riverside Accountants in Lancaster. Penny and Lindsay are age 31 and 36, um, one of them 10 years post-qualified and one of them only five years post-qualified. Um, so they became female directors in 2020 of the practice that they both worked at for a number of years. So in this episode, we are going to discuss the highs and lows of becoming a director, not only in a pandemic, but one of them, Penny, was pregnant as well um, and had her baby shortly after uh, taking over the business. Uh, we talk about uh, their roots and their backgrounds into getting into accountancy and how they actually made it to this top point. We talk about their united front and their really, really lovely friendship that has blossomed over the years, both inside and outside of work. We also talk about what they look for in their staff, words of advice for anyone starting out in the career. And then finally, we talk about the future of the business and their core values that are always going to remain throughout their business for the next 30 years, as they both say, they're going to stay there for. So it was an absolute pleasure having them on. I always love talking with Penny and Lindsay and I hope you enjoy the episode. Hi ladies. Hello. Hi, thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Joining the Darts. So as you both know, I've been dying to get you both on for quite a while now <laughs> and we've had this in the diary. So I've told the kind of listeners already a little bit about you both and that you are two female, fairly young directors of an accountancy practice which I think is super exciting and I don't see very often in the market so it's been a year now was it a year in July when July 2020 that you both became directors of the firm it was was, yeah yeah July 2020 so how are you finding it how's the last 12 wait 13 14 15 16 months been for you both (laughs) Uh, yeah I'll go then (laughs) um yeah no it's been really good really good I mean professionally you couldn't ask for anything more um yeah so when we got approached to take over the firm it was just like a pinch me moment because you were thinking like this is the top you could have you couldn't have asked for anything better um obviously the year's been tough but I think it's been tough because of other things rather than just the fact that we've taken over the practice um so yeah if you look back now it's been the most challenging but the most rewarding thing professionally you could have ever done yeah so it really it's been a great 12 months <laughs> oh brilliant and we chat all the time and obviously you tell me how busy you guys are um how have you found that step up to becoming directors from being was it senior accountants or managers you were before how have you found that step up Lindsay Um, I would say from a work perspective, um, we did have a lot of responsibility beforehand. So in terms of work and workload in that respect, not too much. You were always really busy before. Yeah. And so that element of things hasn't been too difficult. However, I would say more the actual practice running side of things we knew would be time consuming. And yeah. that was probably managing the staff through COVID. It's those types of things that have probably been the most challenging. Uh, just logistics with COVID, sort of things that's new to everyone due to COVID that's been thrown at you. So not only yeah. is it a new business, we had these COVID rules and regulations to deal with and making sure staff were safe and managing the workload from a remote respect, which we 
we always you probably weren't anticipating to begin with you yeah. probably didn't ever anticipate that you'd have to to go through a, a pandemic and b then get all your staff home while you're yeah, trying exactly. to go business as directors yeah so I would definitely say that was the sort of the challenge but as I say from from a work perspective I think we were prepped by the previous owner Paul our previous boss he kind of prepped us for a good couple of years got us involved in decision making and for the firm for him got us involved in recruitment so those types of things we already had a quite a lot of experience with from those couple of years leading up to it because it wasn't an overnight decision as you can imagine no. it was a couple of years in the making so we were fairly prepped for that but just yeah at the moment managing that workload and the practice side of things is a bit of a juggling act but with there's two of us so we manage it um yeah and obviously Penny you've got a little one at home as well you had a baby at the same time as you took over the business yeah, you know, just do nothing by halves, just decide to have a child at the same time. Um, yeah, so my little boy was born in August, so I was here for like six weeks um, when we first took over the practice. I think though, with people working from home, it was slightly easier, because in some respects, people weren't office-based anyway, you know, so it wasn't like I felt like I was missing out on the staff camaraderie or anything like that, because we were all home, and I could do so in some respects it, it was great it was good um I brought him up to the office everyone cleared hello and saw him and yeah and then I came back full-time in July in uh, January sorry so I had four months off working mainly doing practice things um our internal stuff a little bit of client facing but not a lot um there in the background to help with other things um so yeah so the last year again has been a little bit of a challenge having my little boy but my family's amazing and I've got so much support from my husband and my family at home that when we knew about the practice takeover we both knew that um we wanted families things like that so my family in the background always said they'd support and you know without that I wouldn't have been able to do what I do um but yeah it's been great it's uh yeah he's uh He's just walking, so we've uh, got fun and games to come. <laughs> and run your business. So, obviously, we've talked about some challenges there. The, the increase in workload, the pandemic, you know, having to send people work, working from home, which, as a practice, you weren't really used to. What, what been, what's been the biggest enjoyments of owning your own business, I suppose, over the last 16 months or so? I think probably the enjoyment is just watching clients grow, um, particularly sort of gaining new clients that we've sought ourselves because mm. of us and then being able to actually help them and watch the business grow that's amazing we had our first qualified member of staff this year so that was a brilliant achievement so um, he joined us to do his advanced stage exams so getting him through the advanced stage was something we were really really proud of both him and ourselves because you know, a year in and we've got a qualified member of staff and someone else has then gone on to do um, and qualify her AA for ATT, sorry, as well. So we've really had some great achievements from our staff, which makes us very, very proud bosses, doesn't yeah. it, then? <laughs> when we, yeah, you know, definitely. Because the key is that we want to sort of make sure our staff have the opportunity to study and grow and develop with us. Yeah. And I think you two should be very proud of yourself as well, because... I've heard that you're very good at helping your staff not only obviously develop at work but with their studies and you put a lot of time and effort into that don't you and helping them with exam prep exam technique and things like that do you think that's really important as bosses or directors to help your staff in that way 
Yeah, definitely. I think as well, because we're fairly fresh out of the exams ourselves. Mm -hmm. Well, I say fairly fresh, it is a few years, but we're, you know, relatively, we, we know what's involved. We know how stressful it can be. We know how you need to balance and make sure you have a social life as well as work hard. So I think we try to help them in that respect. I did before our staff member did his case study I was there marking his case study questions and things for him so and Penny's been doing mentoring sessions with RATT and so we really get actively involved because at the end of the day we want them to pass for themselves and for us cool. we we're a real team as well staff. like yeah we've all we've got we try and get a real team ethos I mean I'm really sporty anyway so team for me is just massive I'm not really an individual person but like we just try and promote that and say look if you can help somebody else so it's not just Lindsay and I that help each other it's our other senior members of staff that help our junior member of staff then we have a junior member of staff who is so um been so involved in audit the three years she's been here she's actually helping senior staff members in terms of qualifications but things that they've not done before because they've come with no audit experience and she can actually sit with them so it doesn't matter where you sit in the office it doesn't matter where you sit in hierarchies and things like that we're a team and everybody helps each other you know or our, our wages girls help the wages audit you know and I think we've said that before it's great that people are passing exams and it's great for them it's great for us but we just want people to feel like they're part of a team feel like they're part of a community because at the end of the day then they work harder for us and the business grows and the business get better so I think investing in your staff investing in the people that are here has been something that Lindsay and I want to do anyway um and yeah like Lindsay says we're not that far out of the exam so we we still remember those sleepless nights and the weekend studying and the cram sessions and things so we fully expect that from from them as well so um yeah it's, it's been really good seeing some progress already in such a short time so just remind me, what years did you both qualify? So you both became directors in 2020. What years did you two qualify again? 2016 for me. Wow. And you, Lindsay? 2011, at the end right. of 2011, yeah. So Penny, you're technically only five years post qualifying a director. That's amazing. I know, it's all a bit mad. Yeah. It's all a bit crazy. <laughs> so why do you, why do you think... What do you think Paul saw in you both? Why you two to trust to hand over the business? Like, what was it about you two? Was there others? Like, what? how did that happen? Well, I could probably tell you what he saw in Lindsay because I'm good at this. Oh. You're never good at talking about yourself, <laughs> are you? But if you know, like, so from my perspective, yeah, from my perspective, Lindsay is the most technical person you will know. She knows everything. She's there. She's got it. She's, you know what I mean? Like, and you just go to her and you've got that reassurance that at the end of the day, if somebody... If she doesn't know she knows where to go at the end of the day but she's like she's just that sounding voice that sounding person that if you've got a query you've got something so I trained my whole career with Paul through Lindsay so she's taught me everything I'm definitely not anywhere near but just no, knowing that I <laughs> knowing that she's that person so I feel like from if I was Paul looking down I'd be like well she is obviously because she's been here long enough she knows her technical knowledge she knows what she's doing so and even that's obviously client service side but then from the friend side we spent a lot of time away together traveling together she's very supportive like she just mentioned with Graham and things like that so that's how for me you've got the professional side but then you've also got the care and the emotion you know the empathy side Absolutely. that makes her the director she is and that's why I if I was in Paul's shoes it'd be easy for me to say my clients are going to be looked after with Lindsay 
So yeah. there you go. I can't talk about oh, myself. I talk about you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> make me emotional Lindsay why do you think Paul wanted to have Penny as a joint director with you why Penny well I could say from day one he definitely saw something in Penny because (laughs) the position that she actually went for was maternity leave cover and he liked what he saw like and wanted to offer her a training contract so I think from day one was it admin that you did yeah pretty yeah. much I think I was just determined to get a job <laughs> like from uni you just think well, I just do anything kind of, not anything but you just wanted to get a job and he came in yeah admin assistant general bookkeeping and wages but it was maternity cover um and that's how I got through the door basically so yeah so it's her roll up sleeves attitude like we'll do anything <laughs> would you say that's probably what it is Lindsay yeah definitely I think it's like the work ethic and I think probably the both of us have got the same work ethic the same drive as you say we're we're business partners and we're friends so I think like we just from day one have worked really really well together and we're like we are a team as well you know yeah we're forced to be reckoned with when there's two of us yeah (laughs) As well as a big business team, you, you two are a little team together. I love that. So yeah. obviously, two female directors, no male directors on going to be on the board anymore. Have you? Do you feel like you face you ever come up against any challenges being women, or you know, being the ages that you are, which are quite young? Have you have you come up against anything at all? Nothing specifically that we yeah. come across. If anything. We've had such positive reactions. Yeah, of course. Obviously, Women in Business is a huge, huge campaign that's been going on for a while. So I think most of our clients have kind of said, this is brilliant. You're two women showing, you know, that two women can take on this kind of role, you know, juggle work life, family life. We can juggle it all and do it. So I think the, the reaction has been positive and just, you know, both male and female clients have said, you're well done good for you go for yeah. it so it's been really really positive so I don't think we've had anything you know just because we are women or we are young-ish um, <laughs> specifically <laughs> no that's brilliant um so do you feel like you've always wanted to be a director or biz- or business owner have you always wanted to own your own business Penny you come from like a is it a real big background of business owners anyway? And you were like the only employed person in, in your family before you now own your own business. It was, yeah. And to be honest with you, um, yeah. And in some respects, I quite liked being an employee. Like I looked around and thought, well, this is nice. We get the holidays. I get this. Not that we talk to them, but you technically, you know. Um, so, yeah. But I suppose having come from a self-employed family, um, and a farming family as well, which probably says a lot about me. Everyone listening will probably go, oh, that makes sense. Um, Because it becomes a way of life. It's not just a job. So I think that's why we've always sort of hit the ground running, always got dug deep, just doing, you know what, just get on with everything. Um, So I suppose it wasn't really a plan to run my own business because I didn't really feel like I could in this sector. It's not as easy as just setting up on your own. You know, like when I came to work here for all the the various clients industries were in if I went and worked for myself I thought I'd be very limited um so it was never really a plan it was never really an idea um I just kind of thought I'd probably just grow here or grow within other firms perhaps um so yeah I suppose 
before becoming an accountant perhaps I would have been a business owner in some way or another just because the rest of my family are um but when I came here it wasn't really a, a driving force it wasn't something I was ever planning until this happened luckily we're all self-employed yeah. <laughs> Lindsay what about you did you always want to become a director or business owner be at the top no I would say it's a again it's more of a natural progression um I've always been brought up to sort of strive do the best I can didn't have loads of pressure from my parents but you know they've always yeah given given me the encouragement to do exactly yeah, the best that I can so I think it's always been ingrained in me to sort of strive for that but no not specifically a, a director or business owner I think the opportunity came and it's something that you just have to grab don't you know Paul obviously believed in us probably believed in us that we could do it more than we believed in ourselves so having you know someone give us that it just yeah it's just a natural progression really yeah and now I'm going to ask you a really random question did you even want to be an accountant to begin with like be honest if you didn't it's fine did either of you did you want to be accountants Penny did you want to be an accountant when you left college or whatever to be fair, when I was younger, maths was my best subject. So everyone was like, oh, you'll be an accountant. And I was like, all right, okay. So it's thing. And then I didn't feel like I was clever enough. I think there was a bit of a time where I was like, oh, I, you know, you've always done okay at school, but I didn't need to do it. I was, I played sport, I did music. I, you know, I, I did so much other things as well. I was like, oh, maybe I'm not clever enough. So I'll just see what happens. Um, I did a business A-level and absolutely loved it. So went and did a business degree um, with accounting on the side. So it, even that point, like I say, I came, and I said before, I came out of uni and I just wanted a job. I still wasn't yeah. determined to find an accountancy job. It still wasn't there. It was just business had been life. So that was something I enjoyed doing. So I was always going to probably be the office yeah, re, you know, remit and um, business side. But no, until I came and got the opportunity for my training contract, I think that's when it really sit in and go, yeah, I want to do this now. That's what I want to do. Yeah. And your degree, was it? accounts and finance degree it's business my degree with accounting and finance yeah. so basically I am um, like major and minored um, because I actually preferred the accounting side so when I went and did my business degree I preferred the the opportunity to give um to have the accounting modules so I actually did a split degree I did both um and then yeah I did I really enjoyed it and that's sort of nice. but I also think that that helps now when I come to advise clients because not only have you got the technical business side I quite enjoy the like forecasting business proposals and that so I think my degrees helped with having both um so yeah that's that's the route that I did and really enjoyed it so it wasn't until yeah right at the end so it was early early days and there was a bit in the middle where I didn't really know and then yeah um towards the end we've gone yep yeah, I'll do this yeah Lindsay I feel like your story is going to be totally different <laughs> yeah did you even want to yeah. be an accountant <laughs> Absolutely did not cross my mind at all going through school, which is going to sound really crazy, but I intended on going to university after my A-levels to do media studies, completely the opposite to what you would think. I have to say maths was probably my worst subject at school, which again, people do get a bit shocked at that. Um, so no, it was not in my plan whatsoever what actually happened was I had to defer my university entry for a year and it just happened there was a job with Armstrong Watson that came up and um, someone that I knew at the time was doing a similar route and thought that I might enjoy it so I just thought you know what I'll give it a go 
-hmm. in a year if I don't really don't like it you know I've got a university place thought I would go down the university route and continue doing doing that but no I ended up getting an apprenticeship with Armstrong Watson and I absolutely loved it (laughs) so so that was basically it yeah so definitely was not in my plan at all and yeah I just kind of fell into it which sounds so strange considering where I've got to today as well (laughs) so Penny you've done the degree business and accounting and finance and then you've moved on to your chartered exams and then Lindsay you've not done the degree you did the AAT um, and then I moved did. on to your, your chartered exams when you look at each other do you feel like one of you wishes you did the other route or does any of you look at each other and think I wish I did that because she knows she over the years I've noticed she's she knows that or she's better at that than me does either of you have a preference or are you both still pretty content with how you did it? I think we're pretty content, to be honest. We have this conversation quite a bit, but it also means that we can relate to our staff because we have here, like, literally a 50-50. Half have yeah. done degrees, half have done Lindsay's route. So, again, like, you think, well, I can then talk to and speak to and relate to the degree students. Lindsay can relate to people doing AAT and the chartered route that way. And I think it's all personal preference. If I was sat in front of somebody now and they said which way to do it, yeah. Obviously, office experience is second to not, like it's just so much easier and so much better when you're looking at people's CV. But personal growth and personal experience go to uni, you know. Like, so really, I'm sat here going, do whichever one you want, Whatever, it's entirely yeah. up to you, you know. Like, sometimes I go, oh, get three years under your belt, you'll have so much experience, you'll be so by the time you're chartered, you'll have worked in, industri- in the industry, whether it's in practice or in industry, for so long your CV will look amazing but then if you have no worldly personal experience then you're not going to get the job anyway you know it's just one of those isn't it I just think even today just go with your gut go with whichever one you want to do and the end result is the same yeah (laughs) because we're both pros and cons pros Pros and cons cons, yeah and it wouldn't you know if we had two CVs sat there it's not going to be we're looking at one in preference to the other one it's it's really not as an employer in our opinion anyway going to make that difference so absolutely would you have still stuck with your route Lindsay doing the AAT and rather than going off to do a degree yeah to be quite honest I managed to have a bit of the university life with my friends that all went to uni so I got the best of both worlds really (laughs) so yeah I managed to sort of yeah study and as Penn said I I got a lot of years experience under my belt which was great so I wouldn't I wouldn't change it personally um brilliant that's great so if let's let's pretend there's an 18 year old listening now you know just this summer they they left college or sixth form what advice do you think you would give to them or to your 18 year old self if you know if they are considering going into accounting or and or audit or tax is is there any advice you would give them do you think I'm still under the like the assumption of be yourself at yeah. the end of the day you don't have to get your head stuck in a book yeah our, our exams are tough you have to study where you need to study you have to but you've also got to be yourself you know like make sure that you take that trip make sure you you know like if you want to do accountancy work hard because the rewards are there um but you've also got to be a person rounded person to work in our team to work to go and speak to clients there's you know there's no point in you to be honest with you getting 98 100% on your exams and then not being able to speak to somebody yeah absolutely you know our job is our job is social our job is um 
you know, out there, we see people, we do things, we like to be remote. Uh, so we prefer being on site than being remote. Yeah. Um, so not only have you, like I say, yeah, it is hard to study and get you get yourself, get your A-levels, get knuckled down. Yeah, I totally get that. But also make sure there's something about you. Make sure, you know, your personality shows when you meet people or you get your network. Somebody said to me the other day, it's like the old fashioned little black book. You mm. don't understand how amazing that those connections are and who you know and what you know and things like that. And just work on that, work on that network, work on people, work on experiences. Yeah, that's really good advice. I like that. Would you say you two are quite ambitious people? Lindsay, are you ambitious? Yeah, I would say we're probably quietly ambitious. We probably (laughs) don't show it, but deep down we are ambitious. Yeah, definitely. I don't think we would probably be in this position that we're in today if we didn't have that that drive. So um, yeah, quietly ambitious, I would say. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'd agree. Would you agree, Penny? Would you say you're ambitious? Yeah, definitely. I think you just want to prove to the world that I'm here and I've done this. I can have worked hard, don't get me wrong, but we've been here. We've looked what we can do, look what you can achieve and a little bit of independence, but don't get me wrong, family and friends have to be there. You can't do it on your own. You can't be that, you know, is lonely at the top if they say, you know, if that's mm-hmm. the word they used to say, um, you know, but be, yeah, be ambitious, be strong, be, you know, that and then you will, the rewards will come. Where do you think you two go? personally from here because I was asking another of my podcast guests recently a managing director of a practice um and I'd be keen to ask you two what what would be next for you personally as your personal career goals or is that too soon for me to ask (laughs) I'm trying to just think like career-wise is there anything more I suppose um because really it's the business that had grow, yes, we've obviously said that. Um, but can we do any more? I don't know. Mm, good question. What about you, Lindsay? Yeah, that is a, that is a tough that one. Is a tough one. Every, yeah, everything you think of is either your staff or your business, business. isn't it? Because yeah. I feel like I want to give the staff the opportunities we got, and yeah, yeah so it's a yeah, that would probably make me feel achieved if I could, you know, get people through their exams and give them that opportunity that would be like almost a personal achievement for us as well because I think we're as exam wise we're done (laughs) (laughs) more exams um obviously keep up to date but yeah I think that would be the next thing just to invest in the staff no that's lovely I, I love that answer so in terms of the staff and managing them are you two different do you manage them differently how do you two contribute to like running the practice and managing the staff? Do you, do you contribute in different ways? I think we're fairly similar. Um, okay. They, um, normally, if staff asked us the same question separately, nine times out of ten, they will get the same answer. So I do think we have quite similar beliefs, morals, etc. So I would definitely say we are pretty similar. Um we work again well as a team. So if one of us is having a bit of a stressful day, the other one calms the other one down and we chat things through together. So, you know, we're always we're always going to back each other and also just have the same style. So I think having conflicting styles in a small office as well just doesn't work. You know, you need to... United front is definitely the way forward, I think, yeah. as well. Um, and yeah, like Lindsay says, sometimes some 
something might you might just take it a different way and you explain it to the other one and we have a conversation we go oh actually let's do this or one thinks of something that the other one hasn't but yeah we tend to tend to follow not say follow each other but we tend to just immediately have the same ideas anyway yeah um I think that's probably why we get on the way we do why we're in the position that we're in um but yeah it's quite good it's good having that other person you don't feel like you're alone you don't feel like having to make those decisions on your own or you know you can just say look I'm gonna have a discussion about this with Lindsay we'll get back to you tomorrow or something like that you know and and you've got that chance to bounce some ideas off each other rather than it all being on you that's good have you ever disagreed on anything touch wood not yet (laughs) no (laughs) no that's really good no, I think that's one of the things we said from the start, wasn't it? It was 50-50. We have each other's back. We work as a team. If we did find something, any niggles, we want to iron those out straight away. You're in a partnership at the end of the day. We're in it for the long haul. So hmm. you, you don't want to be having any fallings out. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't think we will. <laughs> so are you friends outside of work then? Have you been friends the whole time you work together? Are you friends now? Do you socialise out of work? What's this relationship like? outside of the the partnership or is there a line or a balance where you just don't cross it where are you talk to outside of work as Kenny mentioned before we spent a good four or five years traveling a lot together so naturally we became friends um so yeah we we are definitely friends we've just had a spa day two weeks ago we went and had a spa day at Ribby Hall all day of pampering so obviously we don't get sick of each other outside work because we spend time together as well we go for awesome. meals with the other halves um oh, yeah so dating. yeah <laughs> that's it <laughs> oh so. and I think that's probably why we're as close as we are though because like we, we've traveled and we've done things outside of work because obviously when you you go away and you're away for a week or so you end up eating because like Drinking, we end up in the gym, hopefully drinking. Yeah, so usually quite a bit of that. <laughs> um, you know, or like just socializing in general. And you get to know somebody, you get to know somebody's life away from work anyway. Um, you know, since I've worked here, I've got engaged, I've got married, I've had a family without even passing my exams and doing things. And I remember one thing early on, Lindsay said to me, make sure you live with him before you um, marry him and you so then you can you can um <laughs> survive or something and it just sticks with me every time I was like I will make sure I do that there's like little life little life um tips as we're going along so you know yeah so in terms of being outside of work it's pretty much the same yeah oh I don't think we go a day without speaking to each other to be honest it's not all work related (laughs) not all work related at all um usually it's just random things um yeah extended extended family really now isn't it I mean I've even wrote my sister in one day to look after Henry because mm-hmm. Henry couldn't get childcare so you know my sister is, is like your sister Lindsay's sister. Family. <laughs> Lindsay's sister looking after Penny's child that's hilarious I love it yeah so yeah. you know uh, <laughs> She took him to see your mom. She took him to see your other sister. She took him to see everybody. I was getting pictures. Like they were having a great day. Everybody's seen him, but me. Oh, I love that. So when you're recruiting into your team, then this, you know, how many have you got in the team now below you two? Is is there eight of them? Yeah, there's eight of us. Sorry, eight below Lindsay and I, yeah. Yeah, so 10 in total. So what do you look for when you recruit into the team? Now, I know that's quite a generic question because there's different levels. You take on juniors, you take on qualified members of staff, you take on payroll and bookkeepers. So just in general, 
what qualities do you look for somebody to when you recruit into the Riverside team? What is it you need or want? The thing is, obviously, that sorry, Lynn's gone. I was to say the first thing is the CV. It has to be, as you will know. Um, but once we sort of got them into the interview room, we always say personality shines through. Okay. We're a small team, so it's as Penny mentioned before. It's okay if you're coming out with ninety eight percent in your exams, but if you're not a people person and we've got an open plan office and you, we don't feel that you're going to gel with the team, that is probably more important than the academic side because we can work on the academic side a little bit we can train and we can help with that but it, it is so important to fit into a team and have personality and you know there's plenty of banter going on in our office all mm -hmm. the time which we actually love to hear so we sometimes have our doors shut sometimes we have it open and we really love it don't we Pen? when we can hear the weekend stories and you know oh to be that young again going out <laughs> until the early hours of the morning so um yeah yeah personality is really really important to us what about you penny what do you look for apart from that which i'm sure you look for that as well but what else <laughs> yeah i mean i'm just trying to think the same unfortunately the cv is the first thing you see mm. so you've got to have something on there that attracts people yeah nowadays you have to do your exams you can't qualify by experience like we've seen in the industry of the you know generation above us i suppose really um because unfortunately without that box ticked you just can't get through the door you know so you know the the qualifications do need to be there but they aren't the be all and end all that Lindsay says we can work on that we can work on study we can we have trained people in the audit side so even if we're looking for an auditor if we see a personality and we see somebody that you know we want to join our team we can teach that and that's fine yeah. um I suppose interest out of work as well because I mean if people are happy in their personal life with you know again this is a big subject but you know mental health and work-life balance is huge these days and you know people have got to enjoy things away from work in order for them to actually work better for us so you know in, in some yeah. respects you see that people have been I've got an interest or a hobby or do something, you know, even if it's just that they have some pets or, you know, there's plenty of pets in this office. We talk about that <laughs> quite a bit, um, cats, dogs, horses, rabbits, whatever. But, um, you know, like, and it, I think, yeah, just to see that someone's got some life, not just the qualifications yeah. as much as yes, like I say, they get you through the door. I understand that. But yeah, somebody's just got a bit of something about them. And yeah. That, yeah. That fits into our team. So what do you think makes a good accountant or auditor in general? So not necessarily thinking about, obviously you said about personality there and fitting into the team and a team player, but just kind of thinking outside of Riverside on the whole, what do you think makes a good accountant or auditor? Is there anything that you can think of? Do you of? feel like you've got to be professional? Like as yeah. much as there's a time and place for everything, mm -hmm. as much as we love a good banter, we love a good joke, don't get me wrong. But I think in terms of developing you as an individual, you've got to be a professional person, which might sound a bit strange from an outsider, but it's things, just basic things like timekeeping, um, you know, like personal look, not looks, yeah. but, you know. I know what you mean. Like if you don't in your appearance, yeah. um, the way you speak to clients, the way you speak to each other, you know, like your other team members, things like that. I think away from a personality and your qualifications, there is something in our industry that might sound a little bit old school and I understand that, but there is that degree of professionalism that if you bring that as well, it's like the cherry on the cake. Yeah. What about you, Lindsay? Anything that you think makes a good accountant? Maybe from a technical side? I don't know. We'll just whatever you think. As I say, common sense. <laughs> that is a big thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I do think, yeah, a lot of our work is quite a lot of common sense. Obviously, yeah, dedication, yeah, dedication to the job, um, definitely being able to help clients, be happy to help clients, um, in you know, invest in in the clients that you're working with to help them grow the business, that kind of thing. Yeah, it's like a, a going above and beyond kind of attitude, isn't it? That somebody really needs to have, I think. Yeah. Um, Okay, have you ever took on like a really unusual skill set or someone, or maybe like someone with no experience or some, have you ever thought outside of the box when you've recruited somebody and had to develop them into what you need to fit the business and like had a bit of a success story there? Not so much yet, just because of obviously our early days. Um, we have yeah. had school leavers, which obviously have no experience at all, um, who've wanted sort of, not even done a um a level in it really no. they've really come um green as you call it I suppose yeah, um, yeah, green. yeah. <laughs> um yeah so we've done that and the well the school leavers we've had in the past have done really well and gone on to do more exams and more things um so I suppose they're from an unskilled like no experience situation um yeah, yeah that's probably the only thing I can think of so I was just keen to know as well, do you feel any, as business owners, directors of an accountancy practice, is there anything you're quite passionate about that you really want to drive into your business? So for example, maybe in the past you've worked somewhere and you're thinking, we don't ever want to do it like that. Um, is, there, yeah, is there anything that you two are quite passionate about? So whether that be, I don't know, you know, making sure your employees feel valued and the benefits that they get from you guys, mixing outside of work, supporting them with studies. Is there anything that you're really passionate about that you really want to make sure is like great ingrained throughout the future of this business? I think it is the staff, isn't it? That's the key because at the end of the day, without your staff, if they're not happy, you can't run your business. So they're like the top priority. So it's not only, as you say, investing in their studies, we actually brought in some, we've just brought in quarterly social events for oh, the staff. So we give them a set budget each quarter and a couple of them go away and arrange whatever they want to do. And we've just done escape rooms and had some like food and drinks mm -hmm. last month. So that was our first one, obviously due to COVID, we wanted to bring that in earlier, but couldn't. Um, yeah. So that's probably something, and we feel like that will boost staff morale, make people feel a bit more like a team. So it's definitely the staff that are at the top of our thought process all the time, yeah. isn't it, Pem? As well as the clients, yeah. obviously, as well. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think, um, like you say, it is a massive thing with the staff, and we do try and do the study and things like that. And then because they want to work we then hope that that portrays into our clients and the service we can give them I mean we deal with vast more vast clients in different industries different sizes um, but we want to help more people like us more small owner managed mm -hmm. as well and then because you mm -hmm. feel like you 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 become part of their team and part of their family as well and yeah then our staff get that and they help with them and then if they see some you know we have a couple here that go oh I remember when he was only turning over a couple of thousand a year and then now look at him and he's doing this that, and the other and if they get a bit of a buzz because we feel like we get a buzz from that so again it all links back to you look after your staff you do invest in other things yes training but also on the social side and then they can provide a better service not necessarily better but just a, a good service to clients because they're feeling better in themselves so yeah I think that will always be our ethos that will always yeah. send us through for the next 
what have we said 30 years yeah <laughs> is that how long you've said you're going to be there 30 years well, we have a bit of a joke saying we're in this for 30 years so we'll see what we'll yeah. see what happens when we get to that point <laughs> I love that so just before we go then what is the vision for this business and for you to well we've kind of already touched on you two but what's the vision for the business going forward do you want to grow the headcount do you want to grow the client base do you want to get a certain type of work on more for Riverside what do you two want to step back step forward what's the plan we definitely well we are growing we're growing quite rapidly so definitely in the future it will be more staff yeah Um, particularly on the audit side as well you want you need someone in audit at the moment don't you yeah we are really really busy we're gaining new audit clients um a lot of new audit clients so mm-hmm. that is definitely on the agenda at some point um so I think just maybe growing the local side a little bit more as well the owner bank managed business as Penny mentioned yeah um yeah it is just we don't great. mind traveling but we do acknowledge that traveling takes a lot out of mm. our staff as well as all, not necessarily as well as we travel anyway but you know it's a lot you don't want to always be away from home so if we can like Lindsay says promote the local side it just means that people get a couple of nice visits out on a day trip but mm-hmm. still get home which is yeah. always nice yeah um do you want more yeah, head- local more owner managed um more staff to help with that but also <laughs> some of your bigger audit clients as well you two personally then is there anything you two want to get involved in more of that you just feel like you're only touching the surface or is and is there anything you two really want to step step back from as well and pass on to the team yeah I would say for me I actually have done my chartered tax as well and that is something that we are so busy with audits and other clients that I'm not getting this opportunity that I would like to to do more tax work so that right. is something I have been saying for a while so yeah. it'd be great to be able to start passing more down to the team to free up our time um, and I know there's some an area in particular that Penny um, definitely wants to, gr- to go on to do more of yeah I just want to do more business planning stuff and helping people you know like you sort of like raising finances or um yeah just getting involved with more of like the business planning aspect of stuff uh, again like from my degree because that's why I've done both yeah it's number yeah. crunching but it's also you feel like you get to know somebody you get to know their vision their objectives their strategy what they want to do um but that does take a lot of time it's a lot of resources a lot of you know sitting with the client asking if they want to set up maybe a new division a new department or anything and that's something that I feel like I want to do Lindsay like is really great at a tax side so then at the same time we can do some tax planning with it and then we can give the day-to-day stuff we're doing now to our team and that is the plan there is plenty of work out there for everybody and all accountants across the industry because we are needed we're needed on an annual basis we can help people so much more than I think they even realize themselves you know they just see a fee at the end of the day and you just mm. say no no I can give you so much I can more. do so much more um, <laughs> yeah yeah and oh, yeah, of course we're here to create fees and make business but that's not mm. the be all and end all it's creating these professional relationships with people that you can help them along the way and there's areas there that we can do if we can pass on some of our yeah. day-to-day work that we're currently doing um because we haven't dropped that really we've become business owners we've become directors of a practice and still doing what we were doing before yeah you need networking is another yeah networking is another thing that we really want to do we do want to start 
creating contacts. We've done a little a bit of that, haven't we, recently? But that's definitely something, again, to have those professional connections because you never know when you need a lawyer, you need you <laughs> yeah. know, another professional. So it's, it's great to have those and build those yeah. relationships. Brilliant. Well, ladies, you're absolutely smashing it. I'm so pleased and proud of you both. Um, and congratulations and just the absolute best of luck, you know, for the next 12 months and those next 30 years as well. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, Thank no you. <laughs> Watch that space. Thanks for joining me. I'll speak with you soon. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye.